When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We are inside of two weeks of the start of the regular season in the NFL. Tomorrow a big day, cut down day, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Teams have to be down to 53 on their rosters. And so many intriguing stories, especially around the AFC, and a story in Pittsburgh that they have not had to contend with for quite some time. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are also available on your smart speaker by saying play. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson is in for the honeymooning Chris Canty. I'm Chris Carlin. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, at Chris Carlin, at Amber W Sports. Right now, one of those big stories is around the Pittsburgh Steelers and Who's going to be under center this year? So for more on that, we welcome an ESPN NFL uh, and college football analyst as well as Steelers sideline analyst Max Starks, their former offensive lineman who joins us right now. Max, it's Chris and Amber. We appreciate a few minutes. What has been your evaluation throughout training camp of the Steelers quarterback situation? Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Um, you know, when I look at this, I think it's been, I think it's been a healthy and a, and a really fun battle to watch. Um, you just look at the, the numbers uh, throughout all three preseason games and all three quarterbacks, you've seen good competition. But even more importantly, you've seen what, what I like is very judicious ball handling. You haven't seen guys really carelessly give the ball away. And you've seen a true competition where it's, it's a tough decision. I mean, it's not going to be easy moving forward. Um, when you've had a guy for 18 years, I think Steelers fans have an expectation for what they want to see from the quarterback position. But as it stands right now, I think it's pretty awesome to, to see that you have three capable quarterbacks and all of them have done well, especially situational football and really commanded um, the huddles when they're in, and especially for the young Kenny Pickett. I mean, the first round draft pick, you know, you look at him and see what he's done and the situation he's been put in. This kid has responded absolutely amazingly. Still has a ways to go, but it's been a good process. It's been a great thing to see. And, you know, the Steelers' good thing is you have a lot of weapons around for both of these quarterbacks, so the cover's not bare for the new quarterback coming in. So I've been really pleased with the competition thus far. Yeah, it's a good problem to have when all three of these guys end up looking good in the preseason, particularly when you're moving on from a quarterback that spent a couple decades at the helm. But... Max, could we see a situation where a starter is named here, they start the season with Trubisky, and then still end up moving on to Kenny Pickett throughout the season? Well, Amber, I, I think the biggest thing is is you can do that, but that means something had to have gone wrong in the process. So, you know, you usually don't want to start with, with having another guy in mind. So I think Trubisky has earned that opportunity, the way that he's played in this preseason, the way that he has performed. Uh, given all the different situations. And Kenny Pickett's done well and has moved up and earned the right to move up. But I think 
you know, if all goes well, you only want to stick with one and then hopefully turn those keys over to Kenny Pickett maybe next year. Um, but starting him mid-season would be that obviously Mr. Bisky has not done as well or he's gotten injured or there has been something else negatively impacting the team that would force a switch at the quarterback position. So, I mean, I would love to say Mr. Bisky should be the starter all the way through or Kenny Pickett should be the starter all the way through, but I think – I would rather be more cautious and say, you know what, Mitch, you have the opportunity to go run with it, see what happens after this year. Steelers still, Steelers still hold the rights to them. If you have a decent season that's similar to what we had last year, so you're getting into that nine-win category, I think it's a great opportunity. If he wants to move on or you want to trade him, now you've got trade capital because you know you have some quality guys behind him and Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett that you can then possibly hand the keys over to Kenny Pickett in year two. Max Starks, Steelers sideline analyst. He's also NFL and college football analyst for us at ESPN Radio. Joining Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson is in for Canty today. Max, how big of a concern is the offensive line for the Steelers right now, and how will that play into this decision-making at quarterback, if at all? Well, you know, um, you know, I actually, funny enough, I, on my other show I was on earlier today, I, we were having this debate um, throughout the show and after watching the film the offensive line did not perform as bad um, as I thought they did versus initial shock right I think you know we kind of we kind of look at highlights and it's like oh my gosh this highlight was so bad for, for the offense so good for the defense but a- as I went back and watched the film I have to say they actually got better they got more comfortable they got more confident and that's what allowed for you know Mr. Bisky to have that two-minute drill where you go six for six in a, in a minute and a half, and, you, and it ends with a six-yard touchdown throw to uh, Steven Sims. But early on, yeah, it struggled a little bit. They, they did not have a great showing in the pass protection early on. But I look at the numbers overall, and it says, you know what? These guys got better. They got more confident. Now, they still need to continue to work. And, you know, one of the things I put as a hallmark is week four is when I think this line will really start to gel and get on the same page because they're all brand new to each other, essentially, um, whether it's by position or by working together. So it, that's one of the things that, you know, I told, I told my buddy, I said, listen, it, this is a crock pot process. This is not an easy bake oven. So you have to take a little bit more time than we want, especially when you have so many young guys and new guys on an offensive line working together. But, um, I mean, it, it's something that you think about who, who would you rather have. I mean, I would hate to see Ben back there right now with the way this offensive line is playing. But I think when you have Mitch, Kenny, and Mason, all of them can move. All of them are versatile and can throw on the run. And I think that's kind of a, a hallmark of kind of what Matt Canada wants to have in his offense anyways. So I don't think it's detrimental just yet. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that all three of these young guys are going to be more mobile than Big Ben was at the very end of his incredible NFL career. Uh, let's talk about the defense here for a second, Max, because you have huge names on this defense, obviously, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. But this is a defense that was last in the league last year in run defense. What do you expect to see this season from this defense? Well, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, I, I, health health is the main thing that I'm looking for and that's kind of the reason why this team was last in uh in, in rush defense because you lose you, you lose Stefan to it at the beginning of the year he does not um come back you lose Tyson Alawalu literally the first quarter of the second game of the year and now you're reeling and then Vince Williams retires on you right before training camp so three of your three guys you were depending on to be in your front seven are no longer on your team and I think so this year when I look at it, I think I expect them to go back to normal. 
expect them to be right there in the you know top fifteen, top twelve defenses in the league, especially when it comes to that run run stat. Because you didn't lose the pass rushing, you still got the guys who got all the sacks from last year. This team has last five years has led the NFL in sacks, which is unheard of. So you you, you don't lose anything from that production. Plus, you add Larry Ogunjobi to that defensive line to bolster the depth. And then you get Tyson Alualu back, and then you draft Marvin Leal. You still have a Chris Wormley on this squad, and Montrevious Adams. Obviously, we'll see how the cuts work. Montrevious Adams, the Davis twins. You have we had a lot of depth this year um, at training camp at at the defensive line position. So it's one that I expect health being the, the precursor here for everything being well. And we add in a Miles Jack, who I think has, has fit in amazingly well. You know, you bring his 200 plus tackles over the last two years. To that, to that front seven, and it really bolsters and gives you a lot of flexibility on what you want to do. So I feel very confident about this defense having a rebound year. Max Starks, he's known the Steelers inside and out for a long time. Now he has given us great insight. Max, we appreciate it, brother. Thanks. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys take care. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty on the honeymoon right now after he tied the knot this past Friday. We're not done with this Steelers conversation because the head coach had something to say over the weekend about where the quarterback battle is, and he might have slid in a little hint that maybe the solution is not on the roster. Say what? That's right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So much football to discuss. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. So we were discussing the Steelers quarterback situation just moments ago with Max Starks, the Steelers sideline analyst. And Mike Tomlin spoke about the quarterback situation uh, this weekend, as he has many, many times and has sounded annoyed many, many times. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Just pay very close attention 
to what Mike Tomlin says in the middle because he tries to slide something in there, and I'm wondering if it was a little bit of a hint at something else. Listen up. I might, but you guys not going to have it today. Again, like I told you guys the other week, man, we're not going to make knee-jerk reactions and statements following the performance. We'll go through our proper professional procedure. We'll evaluate the game. We'll meet with our front office people. We'll have discussions. Uh, We'll talk internally. We'll talk external possibilities. We'll go through our normal procedure this time of year, and we'll disclose it to you at at our leisure, to be quite honest with you. He speaks at that pace so very quickly, so very authoritatively, but he slid right in the middle there. We'll discuss external possibilities. Now, it was, you know, at least bandied about during the offseason that maybe Pittsburgh would be a stop for Jimmy Garoppolo. Amber, I put it to you. Is Mike Tomlin leaving the door open on Jimmy Garoppolo ending up in Pittsburgh? If Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut, like you and I both think he's probably going to tomorrow on cut day when they're going down to 53, or even if he gets cut a week later so that whatever the 49ers have to do to ensure that he's not on their roster, he isn't owed the $27 million money that he'll be owed if he's still on their roster September 10th. So assuming that he's cut before then, which I think you and I both believe that it's to that point now, there's a whole lot of teams that we're probably not thinking of that are going to be in on the Jimmy Garoppolo sweepstakes. Now, I'd be surprised that Pittsburgh would be one of those, frankly. And that's just based on what we saw this preseason from the trio that they do have fighting for a starting spot there in Pittsburgh because things, frankly, could not have gone better when you're talking about a quarterback competition and trying to replace a guy who was at the helm for decades on end for your franchise. And so because of that, you're moving on to a guy in Mitchell Trib- who I think a lot of people probably assume is going to be the starter, who had a nearly perfect half in the game against the Lions. But you also have Kenny Pickett, who's done everything that he can this preseason to make a case for himself that, hey, I'm already ready. And we already knew with Pickett, Carlin, that he was arguably the most NFL ready of the rooks coming out of this draft class. And so, and, and not to mention, by the way, Rudolph hasn't had a bad preseason either. So I think in Pittsburgh that at one point I would have said, sure, they should be in on the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation. But at this point, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm actually not in on that conversation. I just don't think it's necessary. I think that you already have a pretty good answer, whichever direction that you go here and that they have a lot of upside in the future. Jimmy Garoppolo, not the youngest quarterback on the market or who will be on the market and also not the most durable quarterback who will be on the market either no he's not and they have other options there but I just thought it interesting when he slid that in there external options like it makes me think because the Steelers clearly think that they can win this year and to me that's foolhardy I they feel like a middle of the road uh, pack and frankly I think they're going to have their first losing season under Mike Tomlin because of this quarterback situation. I don't expect them to win with Mitch Trubisky, and you have to expect growing pains with Kenny Pickett. So if either of those two guys is a quarterback, I can guarantee that you're going to have issues, despite what they have to work with. Primarily, they'll have the issues because, A, they're not that good or they're learning, and B, the offensive line is a real concern. Amber, like, it would just make me think that maybe, just maybe, considering how much they believe they can win based with everybody else around them, that they would consider a guy who has taken a team to the Super Bowl. They spent tens of millions of dollars on this O-line 
this offseason, and it has not amounted to much if we're actually really putting onus on the preseason. I mean, they have looked atrocious this preseason. So by that analysis, then it doesn't matter who's going to be under center for them because I, I think the problems, even if – Trubisky ends up having, you know, he held a clipboard for Josh Allen and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's he's going to be amazing. And and if Kenny Pickett proves that, hey, he's the guy, he is the guy, he's the future, they can just go from Big Ben to Pickett. Uh, you know, the rich just keep getting richer. Whatever the situation ends up being there, if that O-line looks how it has looked this season, this preseason and last season, then it's not going to matter who's under center. There's only so good that this team can possibly be. I don't believe in all the weapons there either. We just talked to Max Starks about the problems defensively in terms of the health. That was the worst run defense in the league last year because they were decimated in terms of injuries. I think there's a lot of question marks on this Pittsburgh Steelers team outside of the quarterback position. So I don't think that bringing in a Jimmy Garoppolo makes them a winning team frankly even if he ends up being excellent but also because again durability concerns with him yeah you're gonna put that behind that o-line I would feel better and more comfortable rolling Mitchell Trubisky out there or somebody who hasn't yet proven to be you know have those same durability concerns and Kenny Pickett Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty I'm Chris Carlin the other part for Garoppolo to me in picking the kind of spot for him to go to is, oh, I'm sorry. We have a little tweet here from Adam Schefter. Oh, wow. What? Just as we're what? talking about this. What? What? This, this is, is loco. This is great. This is the last situation that I thought was going to arise. Well, we can forget about Garoppolo going somewhere else. This from Adam Schefter, what, literally in the last two, three minutes, right? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers agreed to a restructured one-year contract that will keep the quarterback in San Francisco this season. The contract contains no trade and no tag clauses, assuring Garoppolo will remain in San Francisco this season and have the freedom to leave in 2023. I mean, how much did they pay him? They had to cut it in half at least. For for them to give him uh, the no tag clause and a no trade clause, he had to agree to take at least half the money, I would think. But I would think that whatever he was looking at, maybe he's because he's agreeing to be a backup quarterback, presumably, right? Man, I yes, hate this Yes, but I'll, move I'll tell you what. The 49ers. I hate this move for the 49ers. I, I can't stand this move for the 49ers. I, I hate this move for them. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, let's look at his perspective for a second. If you're Jimmy Garoppolo and you're looking at your options, I would assume whatever they end up agreeing to, which you were going to take a huge, massive pay loss. The second you got cut, nobody else is paying you anywhere near what you were supposed to make this season in $27 million. So I'm sure you're right that this is a, a massive cut in pay from the 49ers, but it's still got to be as much or more than he was expecting to get anywhere else, right? Because there would have been a market for him had he gotten cut, Carlin. Yes, there would have been a market for him. But he got, oh, here it is. Schefter gives us the information. The um, compensation update, his one-year restructured deal is worth $6.5 million in base salary, fully guaranteed. So that's down from $24 million. It has a total of $500,000 in roster bonuses, also has playtime bonuses that can boost it another, another nearly nine. nine million 
Okay. So one year, seven million up to just shy of sixteen potentially. In other words, if he has to play a ton, he'll get you know close to the sixteen million. But boy, I hate this for the 49ers. And uh, let's let's look at the wow. You know what? Let's let's reset. Let's give ourselves a moment, Amber, because I've got so many things to say, and I know you do too, on why this is awful on many, many fronts for the San Francisco 49ers. Amber Wilson in for Canty. I'm Carlin, CSPN Radio. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jimmy Garoppolo is not leaving San Francisco. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. The aforementioned Adam Schefter, senior ESPN NFL insider, joins us right now to lay it all, all out for us on the news that Jimmy Garoppolo is staying in San Francisco. Adam, we appreciate it. And just there, t- take us right through it. The news of the day with Garoppolo and staying in San Francisco. What are all the machinations of it? Yeah, it's essentially a situation where they gave Jimmy Garoppolo a restructured one-year deal that basically – assures that he's in San Francisco this season. It includes a no-trade clause. It includes a no-franchise clause. So they cannot trade him. They cannot keep him. They've reworked the contract, essentially dramatically lowering the guaranteed money that was due to him, right? And now he will stay there as the number two in San Francisco, and it will be a situation uh, where he will be the number two quarterback behind Trey Lance under a rework contract that frees cap room for the 49ers. So Adam, you're saying as the number two, you're making that clear, but there is something like $10 million here in incentives that he can earn. If in fact he is Mm -hmm. named the starter. So what does this mean for Trey Lance or maybe say about the direction that this organization is headed? Uh, Well, Again, they, they had to do something. There had to be a compromise for both sides, right? And so uh, it has to be so – each side has to give something. The 49ers basically guaranteed them $6.5 million, $6.5 total. Um, uh, you know, and, and so he gets something back that if he does 
have to step in due to injury, then he will have the chance to recoup a lot of that money if he plays. But I'm telling you the plan, if Trey Lance is healthy, is to have Trey Lance at quarterback. He's their quarterback. Jimmy's the two. They've made it clear that they moved on to him. This is a matter of the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo basically deciding that this is their best option for both sides right now. It's in the best interest. If Jimmy Garoppolo were cut tomorrow, what would he get on the open market from another team? You tell me. He wouldn't get a starting job in all probability. And what would that salary be? So now he's got a chance, if he plays, to earn back a lot of that money. He's guaranteed six and a half. He's guaranteed to be able to choose his team. He's guaranteed to be in San Francisco. He likes being there. So he's there another year. Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider with us. Uh, just, it, it's curious from the 49ers' perspective, just that they were so adamant, kept him away from the team, didn't get a playbook, all that stuff. Adam, just why do you think that the 49ers reversed course on this? It's not, well, look, they, they haven't reversed course on Trey Lance. Trey Lance is their starting quarterback. No, just on uh, but look, just they, on bringing Garoppolo back, I mean. They, they, they've been working on this all summer. They've been, and, you know, we've been saying this throughout the offseason that the door was not, no one wanted to listen, but the door was not closed on Jimmy G going back to San Francisco. I said that over and over. And, um, you know, people they didn't want to believe it. But mm. this was always a possibility. Now, let me say this. If he didn't have the surgery, he would have been traded. But he had the surgery. Teams filled their quarterback position holes. And when they did, it didn't leave an open spot for Jimmy. And at that point, that left this as an option all along. There wasn't a lot of trade interest. There were, there were some teams, actually, that had some interest recently over the weekend. But Jimmy looked at it. The Niners looked at it. And both sides determined that it was in their best interest to do this deal. So Jimmy felt like of all the opportunities that were out there, and there were some, this was his best option. The Niners, are they better off with Jimmy Garoppolo as their backup quarterback with getting a compensatory draft pick back after he leaves this year in free agency? 100%. So why not figure out a compromise if it could be had, which they did, that worked for both sides, and that's what they did. Adam, appreciate it. On top of it as usual, thanks very much for the time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate having me. Yep. Adam Schefter, ESPN Senior NFL Insider. And what really is is curious about it, and, you know, he said, well, this was open the whole time. He was saying this was open the whole time. Never felt like it for whatever reason, even though neither team, neither side would apparently close the door. And maybe as we got later along, it opened up even more. But, boy, when you – when you're so drastic and you, you so clearly send a message of, we don't want you on the team, and we're not going to give you a playbook, like, what are we talking about here? Like, to me, that's a pretty clear indication that they're ready to move on from you. Yeah, seemingly so. I mean, you would think that that yeah. is the indication that they're moving on, but apparently something caused a reverse course. And I wonder if some of that might come down to Jimmy Garoppolo's health. I, I think I know what it was, but we'll talk about that in just moments. I got a lot to say about this because uh, let's just put it this way. 
I don't know about how you feel about it. As as far as them being better talent-wise with Garoppolo as a backup, yeah, I, I get that. But there are a lot of problems with this, and we'll discuss what they are next. It's Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. I'm Chris Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. If you're just joining us, the news within about the last 20 minutes or so is that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo have come to an agreement on a restructured contract. He goes from $24.1 million this year to $6.5 million guaranteed. He can make another $500 or $500,000 in a roster bonus, and then he could also make another $9 to $10 million or so based on playing time, if he actually ends up on the field. Uh, This, to be the backup specifically for Trey Lance, as we heard from Adam Schefter just moments ago, uh, Schefter saying that this is, the plan remains the same for the 49ers. Trey Lance is going to play, but Jimmy Garoppolo is now going to back him up. Amber, just, just with this whole situation, it feels like too big of a, even though Adam was saying that this was possible all along and they've been working on it, to me working on it is if you're thoroughly working on something throughout the course of training camp, why is the player not with the team? Right. The player's not physically, and and, and yet in the building. This wasn't like a holdout situation. This he was, was working like, with his own quarterback hey, coach right. on it a backfield. Like, it was like, Jimmy, show up, you know, but also go over there. And we're not going to give you a playbook. And we're not going to physically let you near us, even though you're going to be around the facility. The only reason for that is because you're so convinced that you're going to be moving on. And they told us, Carlin, over and over and over again, Trey Lance is the guy, Trey Lance is the guy, we're moving on, Trey Lance is the guy. I think that this is interesting from a couple different perspectives. I know we're going to keep hitting them throughout the show because we're just reacting to this and digesting this in real time. But I also think the way this contract is structured that you just mentioned it. I mean, it's it's basically $10 million in incentives if he is the starter. And I get Adam Schefter was just on with us and he said, well, there's give and take when you're negotiating these things. But this indicates to me that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's camp thinks, hey, at some point here, he could be the starter again. Is that by injury? Sure, that could be by injury. He's the backup quarterback, right? Maybe it could be by something else. I mean, look, if Jimmy G is back out there, and I, I think you could look at this from his perspective and say this. If Lance got hurt or if he wasn't playing well and they turn to Jimmy, he's going to automatically be on a really good team and he could turn into a hero really quickly. And that would turn into a massive contract really quickly as well. If you want to try to put it that way, I get it, but there's an awful lot of ifs in there. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Amber Wilson is in for Chris Canty and the news just in the last 20 minutes that Jimmy Garoppolo is, in fact, going to be back in San Francisco on a restructured deal. Instead of $24 million this year, he will make 6.5. He can make an additional 9 to 10 by playing uh 
by earning enough uh, incentives based on playing time, and he has a no-trade clause for this year, and they cannot put the franchise tag on him. Amber, I hate this move for the 49ers. I hate it. I can't stand it. From a talent perspective, having him as a backup, okay, I get it. You are telling your young quarterback in no uncertain terms, he is here in case you stink. That, that is why Jimmy G is here. He is here in case you get hurt or in case you're not good. And when you have been so, so, and I'll, I'll use air quotes here in saying forthright and, and so out in front on the idea that you were moving on and Jimmy G's no longer part of this, and now all of a sudden you reverse course a week and a half before the season? That's bizarre. I think it sends a bad message and immediately makes me think, if I'm somebody else looking at this, maybe Trey Lance is not quite ready to be the 49ers quarterback. That's how it's going to be read. And yes, Adam Schefter told us repeatedly that that has nothing to do with this. But the reality is, Carlin, having a backup quarterback as good as Jimmy Garoppolo is with this specific team if your guy goes down to injury and you lose him for the season is of course a great idea. The problem is the latter scenario there that you mentioned, which is going to be the temptation to go to Jimmy Garoppolo when the starter isn't good. And inevitably there's going to be growing planes for Trey Lance. We've talked about how little we've seen Trey Lance play football, something like 318 total passes in college and 71 passes in the NFL. Combined, we have hardly seen Trey Lance play any football at the collegiate or NFL level. And now, and look, this may not got, be that he's. It may not be that he's not good. It may just be that he hasn't played. Right, he hasn't played, and so there's going to be growing pains for Trey Lance. The problem is now you have this great court or not great quarterback, and maybe nobody would think Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback, but he's great for that team. We know he can win you an NFC championship. He's sitting there. So when Trey Lance starts to stumble. What's going to be the temptation for Kyle Shanahan and this coaching staff? The temptation is going to be, let's go back to that guy who we know can get us to the promised land because, oh, by the way, we've seen him do it before. The leash for Trey Lance feels like it just got a lot shorter, and that's not a good thing for Trey Lance. Listen to this. This is from Peter King in his Football Morning in America column earlier this month for NBC Sports. Garoppolo, who quarterbacked the team to a win over Aaron Rodgers and the top-seeded Packers eight months ago, is a strange sight to behold these days. He works out, throws, rehabs apart from his teammates, most often when they're inside meetings. When the other 89 men on the San Francisco roster are practicing outside, Garoppolo is usually inside or on his way home. I heard he does not have a playbook, does not attend quarterback or team meetings, and barely knows new quarterback's coach, Brian Greasy. That is saying we are done with you. We are moving on from you. And you know what else? There was a little piece of, I don't know if I want to call it gossip or just, you know, one of those little stories that kind of got leaked out about Garoppolo uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And it was that, once Jimmy G signed the big extension that the 49ers gave him in 2018, that basically they didn't hear from him for, for two or three months. He wasn't hanging around, and he wasn't out there working. So maybe there was some, some bad feelings about it. And yet now, all of a sudden, there's this reversal on this. And I know that Adam said that 
he's been saying all along they left the door open on this. But it never felt like it was wide open. It never felt like we were going to get to this point of bringing him back. I hated for Trey Lance. Frankly, the one scenario that it works for Garoppolo is if he gets to jump in, parachute in, and be the savior of the 49ers season at some point, be it through injury or poor play by Lance. Other than that, do you think it was better for Garoppolo to go, let's say, to Cleveland, to Seattle? I had even suggested, you know, Garoppolo being a backup for the Rams was not a bad idea this year, considering that Matthew Stafford has had his elbow issues. Like, I'm not sold that this is the overall best scenario for him. It's at least the most familiar one. It's got to be that he wants to be there, right? It's got to be that he's not he personally ready. He likes San Francisco. And, and there That's could be, the no trade. Well, exactly. And there could be a bunch of reasons for that, right? I mean, maybe he just really enjoys living in San Francisco. Maybe he likes whatever he has going on in San Francisco outside of football. But also, maybe he likes the idea that he is familiar with this team. He may not have a playbook in his hands, but we know that ultimately he pretty much knows the system and he yeah. knows the playbook and certainly he'll get accustomed yeah, this to This isn't about Brian picking Greasy. it up. So, I mean, you, you've illustrated this quite a bit. It's not about picking it up. We, he'll pick it up. It's right. about all of the gestures that they made to not have him there. Well, that's what's remarkable about it. And then the fact that you are committed to turning things over to this other guy. When now the guy breathing down his neck, breathing over his shoulder, is going to be a guy that they had a ton of success with. It, it just it reminds me of, of Tua's rookie season in Miami when I was down there with that team and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was sitting behind him, right? And, and yeah. the temptation to go back to Fitzpatrick after you had named Tua the starter because the Dolphins were trying to make – a postseason, and they felt like Fitzpatrick was better. Tua wasn't knocking their socks off. They went back to Fitzpatrick. What ultimately did that do for Tua's development? Probably a whole lot of nothing. And that's going to be the temptation here because you're talking about a very good 49ers team that is going to be not just trying to make a postseason, but trying to make a postseason and run and potentially a Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, that other guy sitting behind Trey Lance, he can get you there. Yeah, and he has been there. And and this this is why it's really a disaster. You're telling Trey Lance – we need an insurance policy for you, not just from a health standpoint. I mean, we can portray this as much as we want, if I'm the 49ers, that he's our guy. But if you go out there against Chicago and Seattle in weeks one and two of the season, and you're Trey Lance, and you don't play well, and you don't, you know, they end up splitting two games that they should win, then all of a sudden you're going to tell me you're not going to hear about people screaming and yelling for him? And you're going to tell me that the 49ers aren't going to think about going to Garoppolo when they've got, uh, you know, Denver and the Rams are on the schedule twice within a few weeks and Kansas City. Like, Garoppolo's going to be the quarterback there if Lance does not play well early. Oof. Amber, this is... It's a situation. Oh, it's a situation. It's a situation. I, I, I am blown away by this decision-making and I, I just don't get what John Lynch has been thinking here. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus.